Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago... From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Yes, we're back. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm back a little later than I anticipated. Uh, you know, it's been a very uh, weird schedule. I meant to have a, we promised you a Shirt Tales episode like last episode. So this is it. We're going to talk some Shirt Tales, but we got a lot of stuff to get to before we get to Shirt Tales. Because I mean, maybe you don't even remember Shirt Tales, but we do. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk some Shirt Tales, but you know what? Disney Plus Day is actually today, the day we're recording. And so we got some stuff to talk about right there. But of course, yeah, so you know who I am, just in case you're new here. I'm your spider pan, Jeremy. But uh, you, you heard that other little voice in there. Oh, that's me. That's the lost boy, Philip. Hello, hello, hello. And he's back again. And I'm back again. Are you are you happy we're back? I'm sure happy we're back. Aren't you? I am. <laughs> we're back in your ears, whether you're in the car, whether you're at work. We are back to have some more fun. Uh, this, this might be a shorter episode, but here's the thing. I got to make sure you all know. Saturday, hopefully I'll get this out in time. It'll be on Friday before this episode gets released. Saturday, September 10th, where is when we're going to Marceline. 10 a.m. Meet us in front of the museum if you're happening to be there. But here, here's something I want to need y'all to do for me. If you're coming, uh, if you're part of the Facebook fan page, the event thing should be there. Please let me know that you're coming on the event thing. Because okay, so we were supposed to do this a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and things kind of fell apart last minute. Philip wasn't feeling well, uh, and no, I didn't know that anybody was going to be able to make it. And I haven't heard if anybody showed up, and we weren't there. Uh, and I, if you showed up there and we weren't there, I do apologize. I'm sorry that happened, but nobody nobody got mad at me on Facebook that I saw. So if you're intending to come, please let me know so I can expect you. So I know if, even if everything falls apart, I will make sure my butt is there to meet you. Uh, but yeah, do something. Send us a message on Facebook or something. To let me know that you are coming on Saturday. We're going to record the 400th episode of this show. That's right. Oh, Marceline. We're coming to you. Oh, and you know what? Uh, I, I've uh, I've become what the young people have done now. What's that? Even though China's probably getting all my information out of it, I'm on TikTok. You're on TikTok. I am on TikTok because, you know what? I, I've noted here in the, the history of this show, in the 400 episodes, we built an audience. Good. And it, it grew. And then, like, COVID happened, we lost half. And then we ditched the Disney, and we lost more. Well, and this show has gotten kind of small. Yeah. And uh, and it, 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 I did actually have the thoughts in my head. Maybe the 400th episode should be how, where I wrap it up. Hmm. But then I thought, no, I built this up from nothing before. I can do it again. But what I need to do is reach out to where people are at. Although the younger people are probably going to be over TikTok. And I don't know if I have the appeal to the younger people, but I'm trying to do more things on TikTok. To try to see if we can get more people interested in coming and checking out what we're doing. So uh, it's on TikTok, the Spider Pan. 
the spider. If you happen to be on TikTok, come follow me. I'm going to try to do some more stuff with it. I need to be more interactive on that sort of thing to see if we can regrow this because we got we still got something good going on here. We got a different and different show entirely, but uh, really, this is the type of show. If uh, heck, we're just going to be we're, we're blunt as a spoon about this. If you're kind of sick and tired of some of the wokeness and the agendas ruining the things that we were entertained by. We, we're going to probably wind up, I'm going to rant about it, it's going to happen, but it also is where we go and enjoy the stuff that didn't have all these agendas, all the stuff that we enjoyed in the 80s, and you are talking to, like, uh, you know, Disney nerds that are kind of disappointed, but we still love vintage Disney, and we still yes. love Walt and everything that he did. And some of the new things. And some of the new things. In fact, we're going to talk about that actually today. So, but, you know, I'm not, we're not the Disney show we were, but we still enjoy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, But we also, I... I don't know that we have enough voices out there that I don't want to be the voice that just complains about everything. You got enough of people who are, you know, like conservative minded or or even just libertarian minded uh, who are on YouTube and they get really sick and tired of media and all and their entire premise is complaining about stuff. I don't want to become that no. show. I was afraid I'm, I'm getting close because I'm getting so frustrated with stuff that I wanted to enjoy and they they kick me in the teeth. <laughs> but I'm going to focus on what's what's fun because that's what this show's supposed to be. So if that if you're interested in that and you're wanting to hear voices from people who actually go to church and like it, <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. that, let's be blunt as a spoon. That's the type of people we are. And if that is you, welcome. Even if that's not you, uh, if you're not a regular churchgoer to where you don't you know you don't want to hear a Christian perspective on stuff, but you still enjoy the show, that's great. We'd love yeah. to have you. So, but I'm just going to let you know it's going to come out. Yep. Uh, you know, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna pull my punches on so much, I guess anymore. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm actually part of even a group that's a Christian Podcasters Association. A lot of and a lot of people trying to inspire people. I want you to come and have fun, but I want to, you know, I'm gonna tell you we're coming from that perspective. But that yeah. is a positive and loving perspective to have. That's right. uh, and heck, well, we, and Phil has said many times he's a pastor. Yeah, I am so. a pastor. I I don't hide it anymore. And the truth be told, it's not that I ever tried to hide it, but uh, used to I was coming from a perspective where people were. Uh, would think that just because you say you're a Christian or a pastor, people think, oh, he must be condemning or, oh, you're, you're trying to force me. But no one's trying to force you anything. At the same time, I shouldn't be forced to keep everything quiet either. Right. And I won't. Not but anymore. we do want to be a yes. positive and yes, we want to love on you and exactly. we want to have fun with you. And that's why we are here. Yeah. So, right. but yeah, I, I feel like I wanted to just reorient exactly what this show is yeah. going to be here moving forward because we do definitely have opinions, but you know, yeah. if, if you happen like to everybody. know, like, Hey, you know, I have a lot of my Christian friends and we like all this stuff and we were looking for a good show that we could all listen to. Well, let me tell you, this is your show for you to tell your friends about, uh, cause we're going to come from a, from a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. Heck I've had on the past, I've had people that were, uh, people on adventures and odyssey, uh, that have done other cartoons as well, oh, uh, and I've even been thinking. I mean, I've been uh, catching up on Adventures in Odyssey. Uh, it's an, by the way, if you don't know, that's a radio show. It's kind of it's, it's produced by Focus on the Family. It's a, it's it's one of the longest running radio shows of all time. Yeah, and I've got been a, get, get, working on catching up, and checking show. out of the library, and just listening to it. And that show, it just it is really. I mean, it's very different. And I've seen like in a fan group, I'm part of. People have complained that we've lost some characters because some actors have passed away. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's, and it's always sad we lose some great characters because they can't. There's some people you cannot replace that actor. For no, that you character. just can't. It just can't be done. And, and so yeah, it seems different. But as I was kind of away from the show and come back and been listening from the library. The show is fantastic, and they're really tackling some really good issues and doing it in a good and fun way. The show has made me laugh, made me cry over the past few weeks that I've been catching up listening. Uh, and I want to have some of the writers on the show if I can. I'm going to try to oh, work that out great. and talk about what it's like to write for a show that's been going on for this long and mm-hmm. to keep it so relevant. I yeah. mean, it's it's amazing. So I, I'm going to see if I can get some of them to come on the show, just because I think we could learn stuff from how do you keep things relevant and 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 teachable, and without without having like an agenda shove, but you're being teachable without preaching. Well, one thing I, I, I this is very true. Morality, even if morals and your in civilization may change, morality never really changes. It never stops. Yeah. I mean, one of the things my favorite show of all social time, norms change. Yeah, social norms yeah. change. That, yeah, um, that's the truth. Um, my favorite. TV show of all time is Andy Griffith show. Heck yeah, brother. It's my favorite show of all time. I mean, the the thing that is true, I even have books about this, but um, the the old show is based off of biblical truths yeah. and morality and um, a lot of the old classic greats war that, that's not to say that they were you know right in the middle of it you didn't hear Barney go as it says in Romans 3.23 didn't ever do that yeah. but the truth is, is there's a lot of uh, even in the old shows like uh, Leave it to Beaver and all yeah. that good was, life lessons yeah good life lessons yeah. yes that's what they would call it life lessons you would you'd have the father telling them you know we shouldn't lie or you know you're, that basically even if you did and and all people do lie incidentally uh, when you're a little kid 
you you sometimes you do it because you're trying not to hurt someone's feelings, yeah. but then it will come back and catch you. It will. You'll will hurt them true. worse later. Exactly, and that's what I liked about the old shows was that all of us have found ourselves in those positions. If we're honest, yeah, we we, we find ourselves in those positions. The difference is nowadays a lot of times they, the lesson is there's nothing wrong with that. Well, there is, and I like <laughs> old shows like that because they teach you that even if you had good intentions. In the long run, it will come back to get you. Yeah, You're doing the wrong thing for the right reasons. It's yeah, still, it's still doing That's wrong. What I love about those those, those uh, shows you were mentioning a while ago. The um, oh, I can't think. You just mentioned it. The the radio show, Adventures um, Odyssey. Adventures Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Can remember. Um, and I, I I didn't even know about it until teaching children's church, which I did for twenty five. Yeah, we years. watched some of the cartoons. The cartoons, and some of them were the same voices. Not all of them, I don't think you said, but most of them were uh, well, the same yeah, voices. The main voices that are there, I mean, uh, I don't remember if Connie showed up in the animated. I think she did, but like you had uh, Hal Smith, still is yes, John Avery Whitaker. Yeah. Uh, Will Ryan, that yes. recently passed, was yes. Eugene on Eugene, there. absolutely. Uh, Eugene. The kid on there, I don't know if he was actually a voice of any of the kids, but yeah. uh, it's almost like the cartoon was under like a separate universe from yeah. the radio show. It was kind of a it 90s. It was done differently. Yeah. A 90s you had like the airship kind of thing that would take them back instead of the imagination station. And it was definitely would, a you know, Star Trek type of fun you know yeah it was, it was, a, it was a, it's a fun little thing it, yeah. was, it was not like on television it was on video cassettes yeah it was yeah, yeah. back in the day when when what you do is you go to a video store and you have to buy it would, like veggie tales yeah you'd rent them or you go to mm-hmm. um you know back then you go to a christian bookstore and you'd buy them and you would have your kids at your church would watch them which is what i would do yeah or i would rent them and eventually uh they would sell them to me and things <laughs> like that and that's what i do Yep, and and that was a lot. Of, I used to rent them and watch, show them to church for the kids, and they started loving the characters. Yeah. is what we do. And that that the radio show is great, and it's it's great that I've gotten to talk to some of the major characters. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, I need to get to Andre Stoika, who's the current voice of Wit. I'd be nice to talk to him because when you hear his voice, I've recognized him from like some commercials and stuff from yes. back in the '80s. So there's a lot of actors on that show that I still like to get to. One of them I've tried, like Jess Harnell, who you would know mainly from uh, uh, he was. Uh, Wacko from the Animaniacs, oh, yes, and yes. Uh, uh, he also voices Br'er Rabbit and Roger Rabbit in the Disney parks. I mean, Jess Harnell, Wonderful. he's also the voice you'll hear in America's Funniest Videos. Uh, I've got to talk to him, and I was trying to get an arrangement to where I could get him on the show, but I don't think I'm going to manage. Did you say he was Wacko? Wacko. Yeah, now, not Yakko, because yeah. Yakko was Rob Paulson. Yes, that's right. Well, we were talking about this. Wacko's, i got a funny story to Wacko tell you. Wacko was my favorite of all the Animaniacs because he was going for this British, almost yeah. Beatles- that's what exactly what he talks about. Yeah. He's like he he because he can impersonate each and every Beatle, and Wacko was basically John Lennon, John Lennon. with higher. And he, he, he'd be going like, "I don't want to go." <laughs> he, was, yeah. he loved him. He I was called great. a multi emergency. Yeah. yeah, he was great. Uh, just great stuff. But yeah, I would love to be able to get him he on go, show, go, but I don't Hello, think I can. <laughs> oh yes. But uh, you know that actually reminds me of something. Where, and, and speaking of okay, so what we've been playing this week, and I get to do some game review, and with you because you got to play this with me now. Uh, we were, uh, boy, and y'all know I was excited about this for a long time. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection oh, really finally excited. dropped. Now, now here's the, the, the funny start story of this. I pre-ordered it through GameStop thinking, you know, because with, with being part of the Disney Movie Club, I would order a movie that was coming out, and I would sometimes get it the day before it was released out into the stores. So I thought, well, hey, I'm pre-ordering a game through GameStop. And they're shipping it directly to me, which I found out with the discount stuff I was getting, I ended up paying about the same amount, just a little bit. I saved like a buck compared to how much it was going to be in the stores. Of course, I guess there would have been tax, too. Uh, so I don't know that I really saved much money ordering it the pre-order. But I thought, okay, I'll hopefully get it either day of or maybe the day before. No, I didn't get it until Friday. <laughs> I, I should have just went to the store I've had some and bought it. And same, I'd have had it like a week ahead. Same thing happened to me when I, when I bought it. I mean, this is from Walmart. Usually you get things really quick. But when I bought the John Madden, the new one, mm-hmm. but the reason why I did that was because I found out that when you buy, I wanted the special box. That yeah, came you with got it. a steel case over yeah, there. Yeah, a little steel case. It's a salute or to steel the book. That's steel book. That's what they call it. Yeah. The original uh, kind of look, the yeah. original cover. From the original from the, Genesis. The original Genesis yeah. game. And That's I pretty... love that. In fact, it, I've used it many times as a cover for, and I've even put my face on it on my Facebook <laughs> picture and all. I loved John Madden. He's, yeah. I, he was a good, good feller. I loved him. And uh, tough acting to acting. So anyway, I uh, I wanted that. But they said they were selling out at the store like right away. Well, I can't drive. I have to have special rides. I can't drive. I have seizures and all. So I ordered it. So it come to me. Problem is, it came like two days later. Uh, I mean, so technically, technically it was the. Well, anyway, it showed up on. Um, 
a Saturday. Some people are like, oh, you're going to get it early. I didn't get it early. I got it late. Yeah. It was a Saturday, and it was like, I say a Saturday. I'm talking Saturday at like 8.30 or so at night. And, uh, then, and then I had to download the thing. Right. And, it has to install and all yeah. that stuff. So it yep, wasn't until yep, yep, late yep. that Sunday after church and everything that I was able to actually play it. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I had to wait for the install. But you got a chance to play. Now, here, here's kind of another funny story. I had thought on the PlayStation 4 that if I hooked up our mics and everything, because you were playing from here, and you were, you know, so you were remoting into my system, and we played through the first arcade game and the second arcade game, and I thought, if I do the settings, it's supposed to record the microphone. Yes. And on the video, and then I could, I was going to put the video on YouTube, and I was going to use that audio actually for a podcast that would have come out you know, earlier this week. Well, it turns out it recorded my end of the microphone and not Philip's end of the microphone. So you only got like a one-sided conversation. And I debated on, on whether or not to release that audio. Yeah. I thought about it and I tried to, well, maybe if I edit it out. But it's like, no, this sounds really weird because you hear me going, <laughs> yeah, and stuff like that. And I'm like, even if I cut, even if I cut that stuff out, I'm like, it's, it's, it's like a single-sided phone call. Nobody wants to listen to a single-sided phone call. Yeah, because it sounds like you're you're insane. Well, it does anyway. I mean, <laughs> I mean, goodness, I already sound insane. So, but overall, though, we can give some impressions of the Calabunga collection. And uh, you know, I've so far I've, I saw one bad review. Well, we and played the, for a long time. Yeah, we did. Uh, we played for a couple hours. But I saw one person trying to give a bad review, and he's just nitpicking stupid stuff like complaining the Game Boy games are not in color. This is an awesome collection, and I am thrilled to have them. And I'm not concerned about whether or not. Certain games got enhancements or not. I've got the games as they were presented, and the enhancements are a bonus. Although I would have liked, well, this is to me funny. The arcade games have an enhancement that you can turn on. It's God Mode, which makes uh, you pretty much invulnerable, except for certain. Uh, the the Shredder's anti mutagen ray will still turn you into into a real turtle again, into a normal turtle. I mean, uh, but you also can kill every foot soldier with like one hit, and and some bosses with one hit. Now, I didn't need that in the arcade games because I can hit a button and coin it as much as I need to. What I could have used it on is the NES game. The original NES game would have been great. But what's cool, they give you a 10-second reverse. So if you make a mistake, you can back it up, and then you've learned from that mistake, and then you don't make that mistake. Using that technique, I beat that old NES game without a GameCube. It's not, or not a GameCube, but a Game Genie because the only time I'd ever beat it before was over at Jim and Nick's house mm -hmm. with a Game Genie on. I but remember that. Without a game genie, I beat the old NES game now. Yeah. I just, would I make a mistake? I reverse time a little bit and say, okay, I know what's over there. Let's do it this way. And I and sometimes it took me a few tries. Reverse time. It almost sounds like the, uh, the movie Groundhog Day where he, remember he'd make a mistake. He goes, no white chocolate. No. Yeah. <laughs> Except where he had to wait 24 hours before he get that yeah, incident that's true. again. That's true. But me, I could do it within 10 seconds. That's like playing the Prince of Persia Sands of Time game yes, where you could back, whoop, back it up and say, okay, let's not do that. Although there were some areas that I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have to bulldoze my way through it and hope I'm still alive at the end, you know. Uh, but I beat the game. I'm so proud of myself. And you can find footage <laughs> of this on our YouTube channel, the official Neverland Gaming Channel. Did, or Neverland Official Gaming Channel, something like the, that. Did you just take out the noise to it? Or, or, or you didn't put us on there playing? Cause uh, no, this is this is just me playing that. Oh, I don't okay. have the footage of us playing the arcade game because it sounds weird. Oh, well, you sure, yeah. Well, see, this means you're going to have to come over to the house. We're going to hook up that microphone, right, and we're well, going to play it again. Because <laughs> okay, we had well, some good again. conversations about you know the vo the voices and all the different things about the Ninja Turtles. Where we had a good conversation while we're playing, and it would have been a good episode, but uh, things didn't work out. But <laughs> uh, we had a good old time playing it, and then after, of course, we played through. Um, we played the first arcade game, second arcade game. We finished up uh, the Hyperstone Heist. You helped me get where I was stuck there. And then we went through and played. Uh, the first time we finally got to go through and play Shredder's Revenge completely together. There was together. a lot of good memories, I'll tell you that. Oh, we had a ball. Yeah, a lot of great memories. Took me back to my early teenage days. Yeah. And, I mean, man. E eating those pizza snacks. Oh, yeah. and the, Eating the, those horrible green pudding I pies. love those things. <laughs> they're horrible for me. They're, yeah, they're bad for you because it's nothing but, like, pudding and but sugar. <laughs> I had a lot of good memories because I uh, – here's the thing. I um, That came at a time when I was 14. The movie had already come out, you know. Um, I was – I went through my – they had the second movie about to come out. I had gone through my first brain surgery oh, at yeah. that time, and those were out. And my mom, being as loving and kind as she was, she knew I was going through a lot of problems. I had already gone back to school and come back, and she would went out and bought me a couple of those. And I, I still have some of those stickers 
somewhere. Nice. And uh, but what she had done was there was a show that was on at the time. It was a big deal. It was for the twentieth anniversary of a in this nineteen ninety one twentieth anniversary of a TV show. And at that time, TV shows were a lot bigger because. You didn't couldn't just watch anything you wanted to when you wanted <laughs> right. to. You had like three major channels, mm-hmm. and you had to videotape it, or if you had right. cable. But what what we had to do is, uh, I mean, we were watching it. It was a show called, uh, let's see, the twentieth anniversary of a TV show called All in the Family. Oh goodness, one and of your I favorites. remember seeing yes. uh, reruns of it at, when I was a little kid, but I never watched it all because there was a lot of things too deep for me at the time. But I watched that. And that's when I started really getting interested. A couple years later, I started watching it at night and recording it uh, a little bit and watching things at school from it. So that's my second favorite show. Even though I don't like all the political stuff in it, really, that's my second favorite TV show now. Yeah, other than Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith's my very favorite. But anyway, so... Round it back to Turtles somewhere. Yeah, so that's where where when I see those Ninja Turtle pies, I think of all that, including... That was when I got to eat my very first one. I was watching that All in the Family... Uh, anniversary special. <laughs> uh, oh, which that that actually reminds me. Talking about like the, uh, the 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 first round of movies, I learned something, and we discussed this while we were playing the game, but it of course didn't get recorded. But I actually learned this week. I was watching. Um, I was, I can't remember what what YouTube channel is, but they had things you didn't know about the third turtle movie. That actually had been a plan because they were trying to make a comeback because the second Ninja Turtle movie didn't do as well. And that's mainly because of parent groups that were, you know, freaking out. And in the UK, they really hated uh, Michelangelo's nunchucks. Uh, so that, and there's also, yeah. you could, they didn't like the word ninja. So it was Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. And anytime Michelangelo in the cartoon pulled out his nunchucks, they cut it out. And that's why in the second movie, you don't see him use his nunchucks. He has combat cold cuts at one point. I remember that. But they, you know, they're they're not concerned about Leonardo having swords, but they're worried about nunchucks. And I don't know what happened in, in England to where the nunchucks were a problem. But I, I think gangs were using them after seeing Bruce Lee learn them or something. I don't know. But there was a big deal with nunchucks. But anyways, they wanted to make this big comeback. So the idea was they're going to have this big epic story that was going to go through the animated series. And I've seen now the where there, I've never seen the episode because it was that aired kind of later than I was watching yeah. the cartoon. Uh, we were watching X Men and Spider Man still. Don't yep. get me wrong, and Batman, Batman. But yeah, I wasn't watching Turtles on Saturday mornings. So well, they're also getting sillier, so, it seemed to us, and we were yeah. we were getting older too. And well, they tried to make it darker with Batman the animated series, yeah. and you look at the, the style was kind of off. But uh, but there was going to be time travel mm-hmm. in the comic book, in the animated, and in the movie, and it was kind of almost going to tie together. But uh, you know, and, and there is there is I've seen like with the Cowabunga collection. One of the things that's very cool about it is you have this turtles layer, yeah. and you can look at all the old box art, all the like old, all the manuals. You can look at uh, the cover art from the comics, uh, and you can look at stills from the uh, from the animated series all the way up to Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Very cool. So I was able to look and see, say, oh, look, there's a still from the animated episode where they're back in time. And I saw the comic books. Oh, look, there, there they are back in time. Like the, like I was seeing this video. And of course, the, the third movie, which they wanted it to be this great time travel epic thing. But it really it was just not well written. Well, it didn't. And make much they sense. didn't have. Yeah. And it didn't make a lot of sense with the like the swap. But there's a there's a anime called Inuyasha that I just think it's guilty of the same weird time travel. It doesn't make sense. Uh, and I've told Heather about it, but she don't care. She loves that show. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, and the they didn't have the Jim Henson Creature Shop to really work oh, on their yeah, turtles. They yeah. didn't have the budget to make the suits look good, uh, and they didn't have the original voice of Raphael back. Although the guy who did Raphael did a pretty good job. The problem um, that I had with that one too is, I mean, there was good things. I love that you had Casey Jones back. Yeah, and I love that that you had Hockey. a and I can't think of his name right now, but you had Elias a couple, you had a couple other and, people back, and yeah, but. It it just didn't have that. Um, it wasn't exciting. But here's the thing: I really didn't care for the second movie much. I liked the, yeah. it. Was cor- overly corny. Yeah, um, it's I, it's kind of fun and dumb fun, in its own way. But I can I, watch it more than I can the third one. That's for sure. I, I like the first movie a lot. That I like that they there were some things about the second one being a little more cartoony that I did like. Yeah, but at the same time. It was a little too kiddish, and yeah. and it's like if hello they had, parent groups. Yeah, and then. It's like, my goodness. And then by the time you get to the third one, it, I don't know. There's so much they could have done. Had it been me, I would have done a whole lot different. But it'd be more like a comic book movie, not, not a, um, oh, a Pee Wee Playhouse yeah. adventure. <laughs> oh, but that also, uh, you were, I almost forgot this reference while I was talking about it. You remember in the third movie, they find that scroll where there's drawings of them like they had come. Yeah. Like there had been a similar one before. That was a reference to what was in the comic book. That ah. was supposed to have been... 
that can, that tie in really? right there. Yes, that's cool. So there, that that was the thing. And so, like the daimyo who talked about his his ancestors had fought these green demons or whatever. That was supposed to have been when the turtles had gone back from in the comic book universe. So, interesting. It, so it was interesting. They were tr- they were trying to have like an epic shogun style story, but it just wasn't written well enough. Yeah. So unfortunately, it didn't it didn't go over well. But yeah, it's great to be able to play these old games. And uh, anyone who's manufacturing, I think this guy was just trying to get views by manufacturing. Oh well, this game sucks. It doesn't suck. It's exactly the games that you wanted. And th- and I I actually saw even a video today. It's like you know what Konami is actually trying to prove that they do still care about these games by re-releasing the ca- like, uh, Castlevania collections, like two Castlevania collections, a Contra collection, and a Turtle collection. And my hope is, and a lot of, uh, some I've seen other people talk about this with, and this is selling well. Yeah, actually, this is the Kawabunga collection that maybe they'll go ahead and release a second set. That's you know maybe the other games that were released for. The 2002, 2003, or I guess it was 2001 when this, that, that, that second animated series. There was a bunch of games that were put out for that. And so maybe maybe you could, they can put together another collection that has all these other games. I would probably get it just, you know, because I haven't played all those. Yeah. And it might be fun. So, you know, I'm, I'm down with that. So, but it's just nice to get these old games presented in the original format. Although you do have the option for like the Nintendo games that you can get rid of where, you know, stuff would kind of blink a little bit, you know, because the, the hardware at the time couldn't no handle idea. everything. I don't have no idea how old this person is who said that. I don't know, but I, I if they the, sounded like an adult, but I'm like, this, you cannot have been a kid who grew up with these games. Well, the other thing is, is if, if you have played a million games since then, and then you, you kind of sometimes forget how it really was. And then when you yeah. go back and play it again, you're like, oh, you know what? I Like, for instance, I love this game called Techno Wrestling. And I went to replay it one time on some computer thing. And I was like, oh, man. I <laughs> forgot just how not good it really was. I have great memories of it. Yeah. But it wasn't a great game. It was great for its time. It was fantastic for its time because we had nothing else yeah. at that time. But you go back. That's even before the WWF uh you know, re- main event wrestling or whatever it was, yeah. called WrestleMania or whatever. Yeah, that WrestleMania game that was, that was great. not good. Either. No, but it was great for its time because it's all we had. <laughs> right. But the, and, when you compare it to like the NES Pro Wrestling yeah, game, that but, was done a lot better. And than then, the, then when WWF you go, but out. now you go to play those even, you're like, oh, compared to what we can do yeah. now on these Compar- games. Yeah. And that's the thing. And this collection you can't is. You go back and say, oh, man, you know, it, yeah, the thing is, we got games now that are so much better, but. Or the technology is better, but, but, but the gameplay is not necessarily that, that's better. That's what I was going to say. You got, yeah. We're going back in time and enjoying what we had through time. Yeah. It's like enjoying a history lesson. And that's what this collection is meant for. It's meant for those of us that grew up with the original animated series and we had fun with it. Mm-hmm. And it's something if you're an adult and you have kids, I don't have any kids, but you could share these with your kids because I mean, your nephew, Freddie, he's played some old games and he's yeah. loved them. And he's like, you know, it's that retro is back in style. So I think even. You know, kids probably could still play these and still have fun with them. Yeah, some are better than others because, for instance, you can't go back and play the the game uh, Game Boy stuff and say, "Wow, they're really top notch now." But yeah. but hey, but, for they the may time, not look top notch at the at the time. The graphics were that's great, all we had. but the gameplay is still solid. That still holds up on I mean, these. I mean, the thing is, is, I was we was talking about this the other day. I remember having a wrestling game for my watch from Tiger Beat. <laughs> Tiger and, Electronics. I mean, yeah, t- Tiger well, Beat was a oh, teen magazine, brother. At the same time. <laughs> yeah, at the same time. Now, so Tiger Electronics and the Tiger, uh, but it, it was a, it beat me definitely because it, what it was, it was Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Oh, and, yeah. And, but I loved it. You know why? I got to carry it around with me. We didn't have anything else, so we enjoyed it. Yeah. We enjoy but, you know, the overall thing is I think these games you still know do hold up. Like? We sound like those two old characters of Dana Carvey and whoever it was that, that they used to say, and we liked and we it. Liked we it. loved it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, one thing, I, one last thing I got to share on the Cowabunga collection I thought was kind of neat is uh, the chief meteorologist at the TV station I worked at, um, I was showing him some stuff with the Shredder's, Shredder's Revenge thing, and he was talking about that he actually, uh, in one of his previous jobs, he worked, and I think he owned uh, some sort of little place that he actually had the old ninja turtle arcade game and he used to love to play that when he was younger uh had a grand old time with that old arcade game i got to show him the cowabunga collection at some point here but i'm, I'm kind of getting a habit at the tv station i go in i'll go up to st joe in the morning if i'm not super busy i'll use my lunch break to drive back home so i can work from home uh for this for the afternoon because uh, otherwise i won't get home until after six and yeah, i'm like you happens. know i'd rather be home and be done with work around five o'clock and You're then i'm bound. home so <laughs> 
Uh, unless I'm super busy and I need to be in the office, I'm kind of getting in the habit of coming home in the afternoons. Homeward bound, like Simon yeah. Garfunkel. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that's that's our big thing I'll review. The, I definitely recommend the Cowabunga Collection for all of the people around our age, if you grew up, or even younger, like the... Uh, uh, then I think the generation behind us, they were even smaller kids with the original Ninja Turtles. Oh, sure. I, and I'm sure, you know, you grew up with this, you're going to have fun. And especially if you happen to have kids, this is a perfect thing you can share with your kids. And you can play together. You can play online play. if you want to. Now, I guess there's a few bugs in some of the online play, but that's oh, okay. Yeah. You know, these are games that weren't originally online, but, yeah, you know, I, it's great to play these old, the old arcade games and all this stuff. It's just great fun. It's everything that I wanted in the collection. Oh, yeah. I am just so happy yeah, to have it. It's good. But uh, I don't have any news today other than, well, you know what, I'm going to hit the news button anyway because I do have one thing that I just want to amend something. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. I probably should update that one because, well, but we do still cover some Disney stuff. Mm. Um, but, all right, so previously we mentioned the Disney Dreamlight Valley game. That was kind of a surprise. Nobody knew it was coming. Uh, it released on September 6th. Now, previously it had been reported to me, and as I reported, it was supposed to be free. Free? <laughs> well, apparently now Xbox, you know, the Microsoft Game Pass, I guess you can play it through the Game Pass, but it is not free for the rest of us. Yeah. I was looking forward. I wanted to try it out. It's like, oh, hey, it's free. This is a Disney, and it's very similar to Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley. And I was like, oh, I want to check this. That doesn't sound like fun. It ain't free. It'll cost you about 30 bucks. So I have not spent my money on this thing yet. If you have, let me know if you liked it. Uh, I, I've, I have watched a little bit of video of it. It does look kind of neat, and I'm probably going to check it out at some point. But I, I was going to check it out when it was free. So... <laughs> That's the only news thing I have. I just wanted to make an amendment. But after that, uh, before we start talking short tales, I have some TV and movie reviews. <sighs> Want to see a movie? Yeah. Any good? It was bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good bad thing. My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. I like it a lot. The best movie ever made. A fandom a nexus, nexus movie review. And I'll start with the television review. Uh, today, as we mentioned before, is Disney Plus Day. So they, and I don't know why today was Disney Plus Day. I guess the day before D23. I don't know. Uh, because it's not not exactly the anniversary, the three-year anniversary. D23, that oh, is the big okay. fan club thing. Okay. Like the big convention that they do every couple of years, which I'm not paying attention to because we're not the Disney enthusiasts we used to be. No. I'm going to pay a little bit of attention just sure. because I'm curious about stuff. And I'm sure there'll be some stuff. But I'm not. Normally, I'd be like, ooh, D23. Man, I wish I could go. Now I'm like, oh, D23. Well, I'll find out what happens later. Yeah. I, I My attitudes have changed. But, um, so, but today was Disney Plus Day, which they gave us a 10-minute preview of Andor. Oh, my oh, gosh. I'll, I'll have to look that up. Woo-hoo. That's, that's uh. What day was it coming? Because, yeah, today's the 8th. I think it's later this month, I believe, that series. They're going to give us, like, I think it. two or three episodes. <gasps> so excited for that. Um, I, I wondered because today, I, I, was it today? Yeah, today I watched She-Hulk. And when I did, I saw that it had something about Andor. And I, maybe yeah. it was just promoting. I don't know. Yeah, it was because you know they, they, this is also the day I think Thor: Love and Thunder is fresh today. Yes, I it's saw on there that. now. I saw that. But uh, they also dropped the entire series of Cars on the Road. Oh, I have to watch that. I watched the whole thing today. I loved it. Oh, my goodness. This is basically, if you wanted to know what Lightning McQueen was doing in his retirement, Fun. you kind of get that. Plus, it's also, uh, Mater gets notification, and this is stuff you pick up from the trailer, Mater gets notification that his sister's getting married, and so... Oh, neat. He's like, well, I want to go, and everybody's like, we didn't even know Mater had a sister. I didn't. <laughs> and, uh... Well, you know, you know, Lightning says, well, why don't we just get him to the back of Mac and Mac and drive us all across there? And Mater's like, nah, buddy, we got a road trip this whole thing, and we'll go and stop and stop and see all the sights. I mean, this is this series, it could have been a, a fifth a movie, cars yeah. movie. because uh, it does have a consistent plot, but it has it's very episodic on all the crazy fun adventures that, that they have. Fun. That I fun. had so much fun watching this, I just laughed I'll and smiled. Now, now, yes. Are these? You say these are episodic. Does this mean that there are episodes? Yeah, but eleven minutes each. Eleven oh, to twelve minutes each. Dang, I was kind of hoping thirty minutes because you know me. Oh yeah. So I mean, but there's like ten. I can't remember how many episodes there were, but there's enough where you could have had a, a full movie of it. And a lot of fun is that you get introduced to new characters fun. that come, become reoccurring characters. Fun. Uh, just had, it was just it was a hoot. I had so much fun watching this. A hoot and a holler. I, oh, a hoot and a holler, <laughs> and it's just great. 
Um, but I don't want to spoil anything that happens other than it was a lot of fun. It was, I just I enjoyed every minute of it watching good, it. Good. Second thing I want to review. Okay, and now you know I'm all I'm very tired of the Disney remake train. Sure, sure, sure. But Pinocchio came on today. I can't wait to watch that. Now I sat down to watch it. Oh, I could wait to watch it. Yeah. Uh, I even I even I I thought I was just going to have an episode where we're going to talk about the newest trailer. But I looked at it, it says, "Wow, this looks a lot like the cartoon." Kind of makes me just want to watch the cartoon. Yeah, and I, I did. I love. The I cartoon. went ahead and watched the, the the animated. I don't want to call it cartoon because Walt did not like that. He liked to say it was animated. Oh, he, sure, that's right. He was creating right. art. I shouldn't say cartoon. Bad Jeremy. Still a cartoon, um, though. <laughs> it's animation. Uh, so, and it, we'll call it anime classic. Really, when I watched it, it. I, will, I will stick to my guns to say, you know, this wasn't really necessary for them to make this. Sure, the anime it classic really wasn't. It really is. Because you have a masterpiece. There's no reason to do it. However, that being said, it was adorable. Yeah. I, I did enjoy it. I, it did kind of make me smile. I didn't enjoy it as much as the classic. Yeah. But I did like it. Uh, I, and it was pretty good. I mean, I think it's definitely worth it. It is one of the better of the remakes, yeah. Uh, if not the best remake that they've done. I feel that way about certain ones, um, with, but, with just a few little things where yeah. I would have done different. Yeah. Talking about some of the remakes, but the, the, what makes it good though is the fact that it's so much like the classic. Really, yeah. is that they're so they're they're honoring the classic without trying to change it too much. But I do have a couple of bones to pick. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way I was about Beauty and the Beast, where yeah. it, it, it was with. And I appreciate changes. trying to make a few changes that maybe enhance the, sure. the classic story. But when you change it so much, it's like, oh, but see, if it was being remade by like a, a story and then now another company is going to remake it and it's like, you know, so many years down the road and you're doing just a completely different thing. That's one thing. But when you're like recreating exactly which probably the same company and you've got such a masterpiece that it stood the test of time, you know, that's where you would kind of keep it close, but also maybe make a few changes that yeah. just enhance it. And that's what they did, Yeah, but I didn't get to my bones to pick yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, there are, there are some enhancements that have been kind of, oh, so that's that gives a better reason for him to lose the ears and the tail then. That and you know, there's there's little gaps and little fillers, like, you know, the questions you don't really ask, like, hey, you know, Stromboli had had to have some puppeteers working for him. Sure. Who's working all these puppets? Yeah. Oh, we get to meet one of them. Well, so, that's good. I mean, they, they fill in a few little gaps here and there. It's like, oh, well, that's kind of nice. Now, I haven't watched it. Is the fox in them involved? I'll get to it. Oh, okay. I'll get to it. I have got my bones that i got to pick yet. Sorry, go ahead. So, the the first bone I have to pick, and I had I, this is mainly just made me roll my eyes. The blue fairy? No. <laughs> I am not. I don't have a problem with the blue fairy. Yeah. It's, it's a blue fairy. You can do whatever you want yeah. with it. I don't care. It's a black actress. She no. was actually really good. Yeah. Not so much. They, they tried to rewrite the dialogue on it, and I, that kind of fell flat for me, but... This is the only time you're going to hear when you wish upon a star, really. Yeah. And but she's she's uh, known for doing musicals in Britain. Oh, she sings it. She, oh, she's she doesn't sing the entire song. She picks up from fate is kind, but oh, sh- oh my gosh, she's amazing. Oh, I look forward to seeing that. Part. Singing that part, and I was like, oh, and it got me right to the right to the heartstrings. Yeah. Like, oh, there it is. But well, okay, that's another bone I have to pick. But it's not the bone I was trying to get to. You keep quit oh, asking sorry. questions. Quit asking questions. <laughs> this is my class. Okay. <laughs> I feel like don't ask questions in my class. Anyways, but the, I love and I've mentioned this before with watching the the classic animation, looking at all the fun little cuckoo clocks. Yes. Well, you know, that. there's the one where the mother's spanking the kid. Yes, yes, yes. Now she gets one hit, and then a cop jumps out of the other side of the cuckoo clock and grabs her arm. Uh. Okay. Okay. Look, if you have that much a problem with spanking, just don't put that clock in there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because yeah. here's what they did that was fun with cuckoo clocks. There's tributes to classic Disney films. Oh, fun. There's a Snow White, a Dumbo, Roger Rabbit and Jessica Rabbit oh, are on a clock. Fun, uh, fun. Woody comes out riding bullseye on one of them for the cuckoo. I mean, there's so much Disney well, reference Tom on these cuckoo Hanks, clocks. You know, that makes sense. So. That's funny, too. I hadn't thought of it that way, but yes, that's funny because Tom Hanks is playing Geppetto. Those clocks were so much fun because uh, they're like, they weren't even being subtle. It's totally recreating little cuckoo scenes uh, from the movies. Heck, if it had been so, me, I would have put Splash in there because of. The that might have been funny, but we're going to put it, you know, a little mer- if you put a mermaid, everybody's going to be like, well, that didn't look like Ariel. I don't That's know. Uh, but you could have just taken the spanking clock out and put in another Disney sure. movie reference sure, for crying that, out yeah. loud. So that's that's a minor bone. I just rolled my eyes at it. My other bone to pick that's clear pretty early on is, okay, so you know every Disney movie, you have the logo thing, and they play the <laughs> instrumental of When You Wish Upon a Star. Yeah. Well, when it gets to the end, Jiminy Cricket floats down on his umbrella, and he... He says, like, well, you wish upon... He sees just a little bit. Ah, oh, isn't that a great tune? We skipped over the song. We didn't really get it again until the Blue Fairy sang just a little another line out of it. And then Pinocchio kind of sings it at the end. But, like, that, that, that is a the, key song of this movie. I agree. And it was kind of almost unlimited. A lot of the songs were kind of halfway there. 
Uh, they did add a couple songs, and they weren't bad. But I loved, I love a lot of the classic songs, and I re- I feel like yeah, they, they, I lost them. We did get high diddly d kind of kind of put back in, but not yeah. all of it. Just kind of like it's referenced, and they kind of sing maybe the chorus, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's definitely. But great. it's like, but those are great songs, and I would love to have them to kept in because yes, we do have Honest John uh, in there. Now, what was also weird? Yeah, did diss Honest John in yeah, reality? But his, he was called Honest John. Oh and, but yeah. There's a great conversation with Jimmy Cricket. Okay, one thing I want to teach you, Pinocchio, is if someone calls themselves honest they probably aren't so <laughs> I like but that. uh why in the world would jimmy cricket have a american southern accent huh that's yeah true. now i don't know if that's intentional but he did i mean he kind of came across as being like southern huh. uh, but jimmy cricket does not have the same charm i'm sorry you can it's really hard to replace who, who that does, guy who does the voice i should have looked it up i think it's uh i forgot the guy's name he was on third rock from the sun um i think it's him Oh, and he's he's okay, but I don't know. It's missing oh, some of the charm of the about, original actor. Not talking about, not talking about John uh, Lithgow. No, that's uh, the one. The the kid. Oh, now I got to go and look it up, and I wasn't going to worry about it. <laughs> no, gun it there. He's holding up the whole show because now I'm misspelling Pinocchio. I'm not mis- holding it up. Yes, you are, because now I'm having to go into IMDb and go look at all the credit. <laughs> dog gun it. Well, IMDb's got a five point one, and Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at thirty one percent. Wow. Although 71% on users like the movie, but that's what I'm finding out. The Rotten Tomatoes, the critics will hate something. Us users will watch it and love it. And if they love it, then we probably hated it. Yeah. uh, There it is. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, I like him, though. Yeah, and he was okay as Jiminy Cricket, but he doesn't have the same charm. Uh, But I don't think he could really sing, so they couldn't have him do it. So that's why they let that Blue Fairy actress, uh, Cynthia, I can't think of of her name. I could probably look it up here. She sang it so good. I just wish they'd let her do the whole song. Where's she from? Nigeria. Originally born in Nigeria, but from Britain. So she's got a, uh, it's it's Cynthia Arrivo, and that's more of a professional name. I did, when I was trying to look her up, uh, she's got a much longer name from Nigerian. But she she went to British, so she got a British accent. This is not this to him, because I like him. But who they should have had to do... Jiminy Cricket, someone who has a strong voice character. Yeah, not an actor who's not really known for a voice. Yeah, because he's a great actor. Yeah. But you need to have a, a voice that just, for instance, the upcoming Pinocchio movie for Netflix. Yeah, that have, looks cool. You know who's doing the voice, right? Mr. Did we talk about he, that before? Yeah, it's uh, Ian McGregor. Oh, it's, it's the voice of who? Uh, who uh, Geppetto? Uh, Jiminy Cricket. Is he Jiminy Cricket? Oh! Yeah. And, and that makes sense. Oh, that would be awesome. And, he, and if they have him sing, he could. Now, yeah. it's it's not that kind of Pinocchio. They say it's a kind of Pinocchio that we've never seen before. Yeah, it's a slightly different story. It's more of the original type of scary, and yet it's taken, sort of, but they've, they've taken to a, changed it a lot, looks yeah, like. My, my point but is, but that's that, a good idea because if you go through the original Pinocchio, he's a rotten kid. Yeah. So, but it's, it's going to be taken crazy. But I like it. Yeah. And but Ian McGregor is that real strong voice. Yeah. Ian you know? McGregor is going to be great. That's what I mean. So, like yeah. now, this is again not anything against Mr. Hewitt there because I like him. It's just that Levitt. You mean Gordon Levitt? Levitt. Levitt I mean, Gordon Levitt. Levitt. What did I say that? Gordon for? Levitt is his entire Levitt. Name, yes. But yeah. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So oh, I mean, overall, you know, he was kind of just okay though. Yeah. Um, the, now they did did make some interesting changes, and I was kind of like I didn't know if this was a good idea. And I, there's there's a couple of things they added in that I thought would go somewhere. They'd spend a lot of time, and Geppetto even almost almost has a song. Tom Hanks is aware that he's not much of a singer, so he kind of William Shatner's a song. They're kind of and you didn't realize it's a song until you realize he's rhyming, and there's some music kind of backing him up. But there's there's kind of a plot line they introduced to you that we don't know exactly what happened with his wife and his son. He doesn't have any pictures of his wife, but he has the pictures of his son. And they make a big deal. In fact, the uh, the light that really brings Pinocchio to life comes from the star through the window, hits a picture of his son, and reflects over and hit Pinocchio. Hmm, yeah. And then the blue fairy shows up because she wants to just teach him. If he wants to become a real boy, you're going to have to prove yourself honest, brave, and true. Like that kind story, of thing. yeah. Uh, so, but she's not the one that brought him to life. She's just coming to instruct him and take the strings off of him. Uh, and then, of course, I'm anoints Jimmy Crazy McCarricket as a as a con- official conscience. When I first saw her picture, so, like I said, I hadn't um, seen it yet, but she reminded me of like one of the aliens from Star Trek. Was why I was talking about how I thought she looked a little alienish, but I hadn't seen it yet, yeah. so I don't know. Uh, they, yeah, and it's I mean, I'm not going to get into that one too much, but um, so but that plot doesn't really go anywhere. Another plot thing that doesn't go anywhere: Pinocchio actually goes to school and mm. gets kicked out for being a puppet. What? 
The, well, the closest thing we get to that going anywhere is he's he gains a distrust for real people, but yeah, he wants to be a real boy. Yeah. So, but there there's little plot things that don't seem to go anywhere. There's even a character you're going to meet that uh, a puppeteer that uh, she's she's got a crippled leg. She loves to be able to dance. She wants to be able to dance ballet, and the only way she does it is through this ballerina puppet that she works. Mm, that's kind of neat. I, that, I thought maybe that was going to go... I was kind of was wanting the Blue Fairy to grant her wish, or somehow she was going to get her wish, but that really didn't go anywhere either. Hmm. So they introduced these interesting ideas that really didn't go anywhere. Um, and also, I got to say, I love Tom Hanks, but he seemed... Like he's trying to play to the young audience, almost like he's... He gave a performance that he was talking down almost because this film is I felt like it was aimed at if people like five years old and younger. Mm-hmm. It, it's very childish in that way. But I think that's why I also came across so cute. However, when it seems that they're aiming that low and that young, I will warn parents. The Pleasure Island sequence is downright frightening <laughs> to where I was like, wow, if I had my if I had a small child that would probably be just loving up to this point. Um, that's kind of scary watching uh lamp a lamp li- a lamp lighter, but lampy. Yeah, when he turns starts turning, I mean it's it's almost comical, but it turns kind of horrible when he's turning into a donkey. Yeah, uh, and then you see that the evil guy who's making the kids into donkeys has these big smoke demon cloud things that yeah. are violently grabbing up these kid donkeys, ripping the clothes off and throwing them into cages. And like you know, for I mean, I'm an adult, I can handle that. And that's no biggie. But for I'm thinking, I had a little kid. That's frightening. Well, you know, I'm a Pinocchio fan. I got a lot of Pinocchio uh, decorations over here on my desk, and from the original cartoon, I'm go. a big time fan. Uh, but overall, though, I, 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 I think it's worth the time to sit and watch it. I did enjoy it. I my other my other bone to pick, and this okay. I don't think I'm spoiling this movie for anybody. You know how it's supposed to end, mm, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't end that way. Mm. Instead, we get a little dialogue where Jimmy Cricket, because they, they're they opening the movie, and I kind of kind of like, all right, this isn't funny or whatever. But they had Jimmy Cricket talking to his narrator, Jimmy Cricket, and trying to figure out, what makes you think you know more? Oh, because I've already been through the story, so I know what's about to happen to you. Well, why in the world are you telling me? You know, that is, it wasn't funny. But narrator Jiminy Cricket shows back up at the end and says, well, some people say he actually turned into a real boy, but we know he just proved that he's a real boy by what he did. And it doesn't matter if he ever transformed or not. The heck it doesn't. Yeah, that's dumb. So you don't see him turn into a real boy at all. Yeah, that's he does. The wish is not fulfilled, but he proved himself. It's like, you know what? You could have hired a child. I guess I'm a little confused because nowadays, nowadays with all sorts of other... I won't get into all of it, but let's just say people wanting their wishes to come true, some that are... Well, yeah. But let's just, say, let's just say that this would have been the time for Disney to step out. It's not even yeah. step out. It's part of the story. Yeah, it's part of the story. He should have been able to turn into a people real boy. People want their yeah. their wishes to come true. In this but case, it should there, have been. There is one thing that's... It's 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 still a story I don't feel like really went anywhere. It didn't seem to hold any bearings, bearings on anything, but... Geppetto does say that, well, you know, at first I think I, I wished for you to be somebody else, but I love you because of who you are. I like that. I did appreciate that because that did kind of acknowledge that he wasn't trying to just make his son. Because at the beginning he's like, he was carving the, the puppet because uh, of his of his son, to remind him of his son. And there's even another little story that it kind of it kind of bears something where uh, all the cuckoo clocks, Geppetto doesn't sell those because his wife loved them. Now that makes so, some sense. There's there's a lot of different things, but at least that makes a point, and it does kind of show up later. But I don't want to give everything away. I will just I'm going to end this by just saying it's worth watching. Yeah. But if you have small children, if you're if you know they're going to be easily frightened, I would be careful about that Pleasure Island scene because I mean at first you know and they do show Pleasure Island differently. Instead of it's all fun, they show the kids really being bad and breaking things, and it's really they're the kids are being horrible. Sadly, nowadays um, that's not so bad for a lot of the youngsters. <laughs> but I mean they're running right, but it turns a little scary, and I would be careful about your kids. You know you yeah. know what your kid can handle, but overall, yeah, um, I I actually liked it. So. And I, 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 I'd say it's worth your time to watch. It's not like the greatest thing you're ever going to see, and I'd still prefer the classic, yeah. but it's worth watching. Yeah, I will And I watch did appreciate the Monstro, instead of just being a whale, was a sea monster, because that makes a lot more sense. Oh, yeah. They didn't know anything about whales at the he, time. He terrified the, 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 the snot out of me as a kid. Well, guess what? Now he's got tentacles, and he's oh, scarier than heck. <laughs> so then that's something else that if you have small children, maybe hold off just a little bit unless you think they can handle something. But don't terrify your kids. Okay. But now uh, we've got a, a topic we've been wanting to broach 
for a long time. Greeting card companies, mm. back in the 80s, there was a competition between American Greetings and Hallmark. Yes. American Greetings really, uh, no, I guess, I believe it's Hallmark that had the Care Bears. Yeah. Or, no, wait, I'm going to look this up again. But basically you had the Care Bears, and then in competition directly with Care Bears was Shirt Tales. And one was yes. by American Greetings, the other was actually by Hallmark. Let me see, Shirt Tales. Uh were created in 1980 by greeting card designer Jan Elizabeth Manco and were featured on Hallmark Cards greeting cards. Okay, that's yes. what, yeah. So, Shirt Tales was Hallmark, and American Greetings is the ones that actually came up with the Care Bears. And that's lucky because they were, they didn't have the big stuff usually. So, they were yeah, blessed I mean, American, Well, American Greetings is bigger than you think, but Hallmark, and I think is around here at least, to Kansas City, Hallmark's a big name, but that's because it's headquartered here. What I mean is they're worldwide, uh, Hallmark has the, the big ornaments, I mean. They, oh, yeah, they're ornaments, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. American Greetings, I mean, they're, they're, they're still a big oh, company, Oh, yeah, they're too. still a big company. Um, but originally, like, shirt tails were like these, uh, and I, when I was looking through pictures and stuff, they had, like, little things you could sew together, but they were on cards, and they would have yes. messages, they were little animals, and they'd have a message on their shirt. It was kind of confusing for us. We were talking about how it was kind of confusing because when we first really started getting to the, the shirt tails, if you want to say, we got into it. Hardy stories, it, I remember those. Yeah, it, but it was confusing because with the when you see the cartoon or the characters, uh, Hardys and all that, and, and the stuff at the store, you would have that, and then you'd also see these, uh, uh, like a whole other version of shirt tails. Yeah. As we were talking the about. The original versions. Yeah, so... Explain the original versions. So, well, like in the, uh, well, let me get into the uh, cards here. Let me click this. I've got more than just IMDb here, uh, or or uh, Wikipedia to look at. But the Hallmark cards released the homonymous line of greeting cards. Hamona is harm. I don't know what that. I, I'm not, okay, vocab. Who cares? They released greeting cards <laughs> with animal characters wearing T-shirts, upon which was the message. Those cards were among Hallmark's best sellers at the time, which led the company team with Hanna Barbera Productions to yes. adapt the shirt tails into a Saturday morning cartoon, which premiered on NBC in September 18, 1982. The card line remained, but it faded shortly after the show left broadcast television in 1985. Now, here's what was fun: is by the time I first heard of it, with the the um, the Hardy's ones, they were actually starting to make characters. Yes. And that's where it changed when with the with the animated series, now you had characters they were making instead of just random animals. But occasionally you'd have like a different animal show up in the cartoon, I, I vaguely remember. I was in first grade whenever, whenever it came on in 82. I was in first grade. I remember it came out at Christmas time um, at Hardy's. And, yeah. And we had the characters at this point. You had uh, the ones I really liked. I remember getting them. I remember at Christmas I got Digger. And my sister got Pam. That was the panda. Pam the panda, Digger the, the mole. But the one I, I loved the most, and my grandpa was a fan of the old movies, because that's when he was around, you know, he was, he was young yeah. and all. And he liked Humphrey Bogart and <laughs> and some of those great characters. I mean, Casablanca and all that. Yeah, that's a great movie. It, oh, it's a tremendous film. But there was, the, I think, the most one of the most lovable characters. I loved them all. But I love Bogey. Bogey the orangutan. Bogey the orangutan. And, yeah. and he talked like a kind of a, caricature of yeah uh, that, a really bad bogart impersonation but that's what people did back then there are certain <laughs> yes. actors that you that people to this day do caricatures of yeah dak nicholson and others and and humphrey bogart's one that people still uh hey babe hey and th th they still do it and it is whether you realize it or not that's people's humphrey bogart caricature yeah <laughs> but uh yeah of course we've mentioned you know pammy panda digger mole yes. and bogey orangutan but you also had tyke tiger i liked him who his favorite thing is when he'd go running he'd go doing and he'd yeah, run off i remember that and then rick raccoon uh yes. which oh i need to find the uh voice i can't remember i i want to make sure i got this right one i even looked this up because i found this actor was actually in gomer pile is that right yeah as it had a part there and i believe it was robert allen ogle who also was the voice he was the voice of rick raccoon but it was also, let's see. Uh, well, that's not saying everything. Uh, let me look at his film. If I'm looking at the right actor, he was, though, the voice of the cat from outer space for Disney. See, that was the thing back but in I'm the day. But I'm trying to look to see which actor it was. Hopefully, I've got the right guy. Ooh. Back in the day when you, you had these people do voices, these character yeah, voices, him. they were real characters. They They would be these people whose voices you hear and then you could just see something busting out for instance the actor there he is ronald ralph shell oh i love him yes so now you see his picture he was on television i uh, saw him on all the family and, a couple times yeah. he was a uh, i seen him in a movie the other day well he was on that movie um oh um 
these not words. What was that? The that horrible uh, movie about those uh, soldiers. Uh, that that film that I, I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, hang on here. Well, you had another thought you were going with though too. Oh, Megaforce. So, he was, oh, that Megaforce on, movie. Yeah, he was on Megaforce. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say it's just like the the, the actor who's on a lot of things, including the Bob Newhart show. Yeah, he played one of the uh, the people he would work on because he was a psychiatrist. Yeah. He ended up doing the voice of Piglet. Remember, he Piglet that that guy's voice. Uh, he was on there. And he ended up it was really hilarious. He did. He, he was like one of those character actors show up and do that kind of a. Are we still he, talking about Ronald no, no, Ralph? No, 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 Cause, no, Yeah, because I, I, I don't recall him being I'm Piglet. Saying, Saying one of the actors on the Bob Newhart show. Oh, okay. He was, was he I can't remember his name right now, but he would show up on a lot of shows and he was that real uh nervous guy. Yeah. And so and he, he did, did a lot of other different yes, things even before Piglet. He, he even showed too. up. He also showed up on Star Trek once yeah. playing a detective. But we're losing who, track. No, no. He showed up <laughs> doing the voice and he ended up being Jack the Ripper. So it's funny because at the end, when you realize it's Jack the Ripper and he's using his voice, it sounds like Piglet is Jack the Ripper. Oh. He's like, I'll kill you. Ha ha ha. And it sounds like Piglet's Jack the Ripper. <laughs> oh, wow. It's hilarious. I was waiting for this to wrap back around somehow to the short no, tails. I didn't know where no, you're going with this. My, my point is some of these he old actors. A rabbit. <laughs> some of these old actors. These old actors had the greatest voices that they yeah. could use later on these old shows. And they shows. could use them in these shows. That's yeah. my point. So Piglet's Jack the Ripper. That's my other point. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it also mentions uh, that they had Kip Kangaroo. Yes. This, around uh, season, there was 10 episodes in season one. Uh, season two, uh, they had a semi-rebooted. They had Kip Kangaroo in Light Yellow, as I mentioned. Uh, Buck Beaver, Prairie mm. Dog Pete, Violet Skunk, Fillmore Coyote, Who's It Owl, and Cubby Bear. Now, what's fun, though, is I You didn't I know actually, about them as much because they weren't in the first. You didn't see them as much. Yeah, because yeah, I mainly remember like watching one season. But I own the whole set now. I found, Oh, really? Yeah, I told, didn't I tell you about this? I don't think so. Uh, yes, I did, But because you, you were like, oh, I want, I want oh, to watch it. Oh, that's right. I do want to watch that's it. That's actually how we got into this, because I found um, over, your sister was garage selling stuff. Yes. And uh, I got, I, she had like the, the complete series of it fun, for like fun. cheap. I like so I bought that. it. I was like, dude, I remember that show. And so awesome. Heather and I sat and watched some Shirt Tales. I lo- I really love that Hanna-Barbera right now is selling a lot of their old stuff. I now have yeah. every episode of the Dukes of Hazard that they did. It was just called the Dukes, and was that the one with the cousins? It's the well, the first season had the, had the cousins, and it's pretty much the same show except that you can hear their voices, not the same, but it has the original cast, you know, uh, and and it has the Dukes, and it has the cousins on the first season. The second season was Bo and Luke, and it's not a great show, but one thing Hanna Barbera knew how to to make it fun. They always did that with their shows. They also always made animals kind of be a character themselves. Like, yeah. I mean, that's what they did. So you have, um, I can't see, what was his name? What was Sheriff's uh, dog? Was also a character. Uh, no. No, what was Duke. it? Um, uh, I forgot the dog's me name. Me too. But he was a character on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, here's your voice cast. So Nancy Cartwright, later who'd be Bart Simpson, was Kip Kangaroo in the right? second season. That Bob Ogle character I mentioned before was Digger Mole. Now, he had a distinct voice. Yes. You know, he had that kind of... Not, I'm, I can't do it. But he had a very specific voice. Patricia Paris as Pammy Panda. Steve Schatzberg as Tiger Tiger. Ronnie Shell as Rick Raccoon. Fred Travelina as Bogey Orangutan. Her Vigran was Mr. Dinkle. Mm. And Sparky Marcus as TJ Tiger. Love it. TJ Tiger? Who was TJ Tiger? I don't know. Uh, that's what must have come along later. But, oh, that was one of the things is like they're... I love that how goofy this was that they were like these undercover secret agents. Oh, yeah. And they yes. had a secret base in the tree. It. And uh, every once in a while they would get an assignment on this big computer screen. It was a human giving them assignments. I remember that. But Mr. Dinkle, who was out to clean the park that they lived in, never had a clue what was going on. No. <laughs> that they're like secret agent animals in t shirts. I forgot about that. <laughs> it was it was a ridiculous premise that only you can get away with with a Hanna Barbera cartoon. Yeah, because it's all ridiculous. It is so it ridiculous. It's all fun. Oh, it was so much fun. I forgot how much fun it was, but you know, it was very childish when I was watching. Oh, looking at the picture now, Kip Kangaroo. I remember Kip Kangaroo. But when you're six yeah. years old, you know, I was six when it came on. When you're six years old, it all makes complete sense. Sure, it does. <laughs> it is for kids, after all. Now, here's another fun thing talking about um, uh, like theme parks, which I remember, we frequently do. I remember this 1984 Six Flags. Mm-hmm. Six Flags actually had. Shirt tails. I remember this now. I never got to go, but I remember seeing that they had them, and and it seems to me that World of Fun would borrow uh, characters from time to time because it seems like once in a great while you'd have one show up. Um, 
at, at different places. And I'm wondering, I know that the Care Bears showed up at different places, but it seems like Shirtail showed up somewhere. I don't remember if it was the if yeah, it was six um, flags. We probably got ads for it for the St. Louis flag, St. Louis. Here we go. Uh, for the first full season, all the Six Flags parks welcomed the addition of the Shirt Tales animated characters. The Shirt Tales were a short-lived creation of the Hallmark Card Company with their own animated series on Saturday mornings, and the parks added walk-around characters and rethemed their children's areas with Shirt Tales themed attractions. Kitty Kingdom became Shirt Tales Land, and all the existing attractions were renamed. And new interactive experiences like ball crawls and climbing nets were added, bringing the area up to date with the trends in children's attractions. And uh, I even found a website that has like a photo of a Shirt Tales theater where all the walk-around characters are all... Well, I can't I can't blow it up any bigger than that, unfortunately, to get a good look at that picture. But yeah, there's photos of when they were there at the parks. I remember seeing... Uh, you know what? Seems like we did go to... Uh, where was it? I went to a place where I saw one, but I never went to Six Flags. It might have been that they came to World of Fun or something. But well, I do remember seeing one in person. I don't remember there's which one it was. A, a, good, a good picture there. Uh, which yeah, There's Digger there, uh, and his, his shirt says, Here I Come. Now, what's interesting, when you look at the um, at the costumes, uh, the all of the characters, are, they were, gave them all hats. Because mm. when you yes. look at them compared to the size of a kid, they wanted the character to appear child-sized. So the, the hat is clearly where the head of the actual person yes. in the suit is at. Oh my goodness! But yeah, because look, they put a hat on Bogey and all. I mean, they just you know made it work. But uh, yeah, let's see what, it, wanna, what it, they want to be scary. Yeah, uh, but it says we've mentioned before the Shirt Tales brief stay at the Six Flags Parks back in the mid '80s. Today, the WWOB—that's some sort of movie reserve. That's the website. I'm reading it directly from this website here. Uh, Crack Research Team has unearthed video of the Shirt Tales appearing live at Six Flags Astro World all the way back in 1985. The audio is so low you can't really hear it, but enjoy a minute and a half of a group of teenagers getting paid minimum wage to dance around these gigantic costumes. <laughs> I am going to play some of this here audio. It's actually apparently on YouTube. See, I remember Pammy wearing a pink hat. Let's see if I can turn that up a little bit. Yeah, but Pammy didn't have a pink hat. None of them had hats in the actual no, part, too. But I remember somebody dressed up. World's Fun had a painted character. Yeah, too. that's what I mean. But I it wasn't it. it wasn't Shirt Tales. Oh, I see. That was just part of the world. No, scene. I didn't realize that one yeah. since I remember. We're talking over this audio. Okay, well that audio is really not very good. I'm gonna try when we uh, when I go and treat this and edit this edit episode. I'm gonna try to boost that audio. Hopefully, you got to hear that really well. Uh, but yeah, that audio was just it was just so bad. But you kind of get the idea. They're all all the short tales come out, and introduce themselves. And they're doing little dances. Uh, I got one last. Oh, I bet this YouTube link I have here is actually going to that that video. No, this is an ad. Here we go. Mountain children's world that could fill your fondest dreams. Where vegetables are lollipops and bubbles seem like jelly beans. Imagine a Six Flags world where cars are aeroplanes and you can walk upon the moon. Search for Polly's School with Pac-Man, ride with a shirt tails raccoon. A special place where kids can see through magic eyes. Because Magic Mountain's new children's world is exactly children's size. Now, Six Flags Magic Mountain, did y'all catch that? He mentioned doing stuff with Pac-Man. Pac-Man was there, too. Then You should see the costume. I remember those days, man. Oh, man. Uh, So I didn't get to Six Flags until the Batman ride was actually there. Good days. Oh, and I have one last thing that I found called Rediscover the 80s. It says, Shirt Tails are back at Hallmark. Hmm. Now, this was back 2018, though, so I don't know if I go to a Hallmark store if I'm going to find them. But they made some little plushes. 
Oh, similar to the the ones that went to uh, Hardee's, but not yeah. the same characters. Well, I mean, but they were they were making these actually in Hallmark stores. You could buy them back oh, then. Oh, that's great. Now, I don't know if these are still available, but they did make some new seems plushes. Like I, seems like I heard about them then. Yeah, this was 2018, so this has been yeah. four years ago. Well, I don't know if you can still find them. I kind of want to go to a Hallmark store and look uh, and see if you can actually still get these plushes. But yeah, look online. You might actually be able to get yourself some plushes and then relive your own fun of watching uh, this show when you were a kid. And uh, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> Philip's already looking up stuff on his phone. But that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. I do want to remind you all, of course, visit our website, NeverlandPodcast.com, where you will find my podcast reviews, a link right in there. If you happen to have a podcast, you want to be able to get your reviews from around the world. Uh, it also gives you a convenient way to leave reviews. I, ha- I don't think I've gotten a new review in a while. Uh, maybe I'm not paying enough attention to my email address. I don't know. But I haven't gotten a new review in a while. And, you know, reviews do help people to find the show. Make sure you share on the show. Make sure you share these links. And on, uh, we're on social media. Facebook is probably the best place to find it. But like I said, I am on TikTok. And don't forget, if you happen to be coming on Saturday, let me know that you're coming to meet us in Marceline. We're going to go to the museum. We're going to go have lunch at the cafe. We're going to go visit a lot of different places in Marceline. Should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, both Philip and I will be there. Uh, and hopefully nothing will go wrong. I know my wife has decided she's not coming because she wants to go to a butterfly thing of some sort or something, or hummingbirds or something at another park. So she's not coming. So you won't get to meet the Wendy Nerd. But, uh, of course, we want to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the syndicated Wilhite and Wall Show for their help in making our intro. But don't forget, you can email us at podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Find us on Facebook. We've got a group and a fan page, both for you to follow. And let me go down and make sure I've got everything in here. I'm not going to worry about that voicemail because, like I said, I don't think it works. You can donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. And, of course, as we say at the end of every show, get lost. In an adventure! (laughs) And we'll see you, hopefully, on Saturday. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.